Hi, I'm Patrick Palm, CEO and founder of Favro, and this is the Learn From Leaders podcast. The background to these interviews is that Favro clients are some of the most innovative and agile businesses out there. And it's used for collaborative planning by marketing teams, by product teams, HR, management teams. And what this means is that we get to know some truly inspiring people. So what we do in this podcast is that I invite them here for conversation about something where they are true leaders. So we can all learn from it. Let's go. Um, you know, how you got started in the game industry and, and, and you know, the, the, the path that brought you here. Yeah, thank you, Patrick. So, yeah, I mean, uh, my start in the game industry basically began when I was uh, a, a young gamer on the Commodore 64. And I grew up playing games and also then I migrated over to the demo scene. And the demo scene is actually the place where uh, the game industry sort of sprouted from or sort of uh, was bursted from both in Sweden and, and Finland and other countries as well. And back when I started 25 years ago in the game industry, there was only one game studio in Finland and that's Housemark, and they still exist. So uh, I ended up uh, founding the second game studio in Finland. That was, of course, Remedy with a bunch of, bunch of my demoscene friends. And, uh, and, and since then, I have actually uh, gotten a little nuts with founding game studios. I'm, I'm now uh, setting up my seventh game studio. And uh, so I, I guess I'm an entrepreneur. In, in, in my DNA very deeply, and I'm actually the fourth generation entrepreneur in our, in our family as well. So it kind of comes, comes in the you know, mother's milk as well. And, and what gets me most excited about the games industry is, of course, the games themselves, but, but sort of working with really cool people on cool pioneering ideas and, and bringing some new kinds of experiences to people which haven't been seen before. So that really excites me, and especially the sort of founding phase when I'm, I'm look, uh, looking for the co-founders and then eventually starting to talk with the angel investors and then pitching bigger investors later on. All that gets my sort of juices flowing a lot. But then over the years, at some point, I was presented with an opportunity to also become an investor. And having done uh, or sort of sat on the other side of the table, for so many years and so many times doing the same thing, I was like, okay, that would be actually an interesting challenge to also sit on the other side of the table at the same time. And so for the past six years, we've been running Sisu Game Ventures, where I'm a founding partner. And currently we have 51 portfolio companies and I've have, have had some, some very nice successes there as well. And we'll be continuing with that. So this puts me in an kind of a unique uh, sort of uh, position or category. So I'm an entrepreneur and an investor, both at the same time, which gives me a unique angle, or actually both of those angles into everything that I'm doing or, you know, supporting through CISO or, you know, so it's, it's a, a super exciting, you know, position to be in. And, and, and a lot of work, I guess. <laughs> oh, yes, it feels like I have... At least fifty jobs at the same mm -hmm. time. And uh, uh, you know, when, when you look at this from 
from an investor point of view? I mean, what, what are the, the the trends right now in the uh, in the game industry that you you find you know particularly exciting? Uh, you know, from from an investor point of view. Well, there's of course a lot of trends in the game industry always, uh, and uh, some of the big ones, of course, are free-to-play mobile games, which have been of course existing for more than ten years or roughly ten years now with the free-to-play model which is a proven market with industry-leading scalability. As you know, most of the, um, about half of the game industry is already uh, free-to-play mobile games, and it's just, just growing all the time, bigger than any other sector of the game industry. For a while, we were very excited about VR games, but everybody knows where they are currently. And of course, all of these multiplayer uh, social, social kinds of virtual worlds are always very interesting and user-generated content and these kinds of activities, especially when they're combined together. But what really always excites me the most is these sort of industry megatrends. So basically things which uh, remove obstacles and make things more accessible to a super large crowd of people. I mean, like uh, hundreds of millions of people, if not billions. So when the mobile phone was or the sort of modern age smartphone was introduced a bit more than 10 years ago, that changed things a lot. Basically, everybody then had a, had a chance to have a game console in their pocket. And so gaming became mass market, mainstream thing over the years. And then uh, when free-to-play was introduced, that, that basically lowered the threshold or removed the final obstacle. So everybody was able to play all games and nowadays, everybody basically has, has a smartphone. So, you know, you could say that gaming is, is finally like a worldwide thing. And by some estimates, there's about two and a half or three billion people on this planet already playing games. And most of those people are playing on their phones. Uh, the sort of PC and console sector only, only is actually less than 10% of the whole industry in terms of amount of players. But the big one uh, that I'm most interested in right now is cloud gaming. Because again, it's something that removes obstacles and makes games even more accessible than ever before. So I'm predicting that within the next five years, uh, most gaming will actually move into the cloud. So games will be video streamed like movies are streamed on Netflix. And you can play games on any device, basically, on your TV at home or on your crappy laptop or your phone or your game console or whatever. And, and all of these games will look better than, than any game that has come before. And everything will be processed in the cloud. You don't need to buy expensive hardware at home anymore. You just pay some kind of monthly subscription fee, if even that, because I think free-to-play will take over that market eventually as well, making it extremely accessible for anyone. And um, uh, how much, uh, I mean, the latest uh, startup here, um, uh, Return, um, uh, how, how much can you tell about uh, that one? Well, actually, before I go into Return, um, uh, I would like to say a few words about another company that uh, we incubated here at CISU uh, called Mainframe Industries. As far as I know, it's the first cloud-native game development startup in the world. It was started about two years ago uh, by some visionary Icelandic people who are behind the EVE Online MMO. 
and uh, since we were good friends, they, they brought me into the loop. And eventually we started uh, creating this company together. And during that process, uh, I got uh, you know, very deeply into cloud gaming and started believing into it uh, very sort of intensely. Uh, and I was there involved in a more sort of board level. Uh, and then last year, I decided that I need to be involved with cloud gaming, like personally, myself, even more intimately, which is what sort of uh, inspired me to set up the latest company, Return Entertainment. So we are also a cloud-native uh, game startup. And uh, we are working on something super cool at the moment, which uh, I, I can't really say much about at this mm -hmm. point in public, but uh, when we can finally reveal something probably next year, then, then uh, people will see what we are working on. You know, very very exciting stuff, and and um, you know, super thanks for allowing me to be an to be an early investor. So, uh, um, and and uh, you know, I also see a lot of things happening on the you know the tools and middleware uh, side of things. I've done at least one investment that has to do with 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 uh, with cloud gaming on 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 that side. So, I, I think uh, I think we will see a lot of interesting things uh, happening. Uh, so, so these were the trends, you know. And when you look at an investment. Um, you know, you know what, what are the other things you are, uh, uh, you're looking for? Well, whenever we are investing into, into new companies, we always look at the team and the individual members of the team. And one big thing which kind of set us, sets us apart from some other investors is that we, we want to support people who are or want to become serial entrepreneurs. So what we are really investing in, in are these individuals and their careers in the game industry. Because usually the serial entrepreneurs end up being the most successful ones in this industry. And when we detect that, okay, there's someone up and coming talent that uh, we believe will be here for the long haul and will probably eventually make it big, we will start investing in their first company without hesitation. Because even if that company fails, you know, games come and go, companies come and go, but the individuals, they learn and they stay and they improve and eventually they may skyrocket. So that's sort of a big part of our sort of uh, mantra or thesis. Uh, cool, and um, I, obviously I was speaking about, you know, team here. Um, uh, I, I, I was of course, you know, happy uh, you know, that, uh, that the team at, at Return uh, started using uh, Favreau, um, but quite a lot of the game uh, startups actually uh, do that. So, so it, it makes a lot of sense. Um, I mean, just, just quickly, you know, what was it that made it, that made it stick uh, with the team? Well, basically, um, we uh, reviewed a bunch of different options. Uh, we were using Trello before, uh, and it was sort of okay for the, for the very first uh, phase of, of the company. And then, <clears throat> so then we started evaluating more different options, including Favreau. And, uh, and this was before you invested, so there was no bias <laughs> of any kind. And so it was completely objective. Uh, and uh, we ended up actually just choosing Fabro over all the, all the other options because of its uh, adaptability and simplicity, yet it's super powerful. So you can, you can sort of mold it to your own needs and, and different kinds of uh, management styles. And uh, yeah, it's, it's just a very powerful kind of simple looking tool which which uh, is far from being simple in the end uh you know awesome and and just when we talk about you know tools and and middleware in general um i mean i i find that 
game developers are probably among the most uh, picky um, when it comes to tools. Uh, I don't care so much about brand. They really look at the product. Um, often develop tools themselves. So, so it, 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 it's a hard crowd to, uh, to please. And, and, and if you look, you know, generally what you think is important uh, with tools and with middleware for you know, anyone who's listening to this that are in, in, in that side of the industry, uh, what, is it, what is it that you think is important? Well, accessibility, especially now that we are all working remotely, there needs to be a tool that's always online and easy to use. I hope you enjoyed that interview. I certainly did. If you want to elevate yourself as a modern leader and help your teams become even more successful, then check out Favor Academy at favro.com. They will find podcasts, webinars, articles, all free or charge. Check it out.